State of Digital Publishing is a publication and community for digital publishing and media professionals in new media and technology. In this episode, we speak with Rutger Verhoeven, co-founder and CMO of SmartOcto, about actionable user needs for newsrooms from the Triple N Project. SmartOcto is a smart editorial analytics system that brings actionable data into the newsroom. With crystal clear modular big screens, insightful historical reports, and actionable notifications, they give you the power to go from data to action and optimize for online success, whether that's impact, engagement, or conversion. Let's begin. Hi, Rutger. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. How, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for joining. It's definitely been a while since I've connected with the Smart Insights team, which has become part of the Smart Oppo team. But yeah, just before we started the conversation, there's definitely been a lot happening with you guys. Before we jump into that and the interesting case study that we want to talk about today, I'd love to just pass it back over to you just to give a bit of a background about you guys. Well, I work uh, as a founder and the CMO of uh, Smart Octo, which is, uh, we believe, the most uh, intelligent editorial analytics system, at least in Europe, but maybe uh, also in the world. And what we try to do is bring smart notifications on story level to newsrooms and help them become better at storytelling or become better in the business goals that they're thriving for. And we work for uh, over 300 newsrooms uh, across the globe and we're Europe-based and um, I come from the, the media industry myself. Uh, just as my colleague, founder, uh, Eric, we both uh, used to work as head of digital and head of innovation for public broadcasters in the Netherlands. We brought that experience to the new company and um, we're now trying to help newsrooms across the globe to become better in their, uh, in their job. Nice. What made you decide to start SmartOco? Like, what was the main pain point you saw that, that wasn't addressed in the market? Like I said, uh, we worked for public broadcasters and um, I was responsible for like 80 or maybe 100 people working for various brands, various media brands, trying to create relevant stories every single day. And what we saw happening is that uh, these newsrooms, these journalists, they make the same mistake over and over again because they just publish content or they cut up pieces of TV shows or radio shows or whatever, or they write online stories and then they publish that on various channels. And then they somehow forget to really look at the impact of the stories. And they also forget to maybe optimize a story or stay longer within a particular topic. And so we thought maybe we should go out and look for a technology that is able to um, to bring that intelligence to the newsroom. And then uh, we found out that um, it's not necessarily uh, there. Uh, and so we uh, decided to build our uh, ourselves. And we'd like to think it as the Google Maps or the, the ways of the, of the content industry, by just giving you simple advice that is very, very practical on story level, what to do to improve it by, you know, for reach, loyalty, engagement, conversion. And, and that's what we do. Nice. No, I appreciate the overview. Let's just jump straight into it because I think it, this is a media subject in itself. We have newsfeed notifications and like I said in the uh, chat before we started, Em sent to us a really good case study about you're working with um, Triple N to do the news notification project and you found some insights. So yeah, I'd love to just get a bit more just to share that with the audience and just to let them know what you guys have done and what you found so far. 
Yeah, what we did was, um, of course, probably everyone uh, listening to this uh, podcast is familiar with the user needs model that has been developed by the BBC back in 2016. And one of the uh, the ambassadors of that user need model, which is based on audience needs around news consumption, right? And there are different behavioral demands that audiences can have. And one of the uh, the ambassadors within uh, BBC World Service was uh, Dimitri Shiskin. And so we reached out out to him and uh, we teamed up and asked him, can we maybe bring this user need model back to the stage again and maybe enrich it with our notification system and see if we can recognize user needs in real time by combining all sorts of data uh, points. And then secondly, help uh, newsrooms to notify if a particular story can benefit from an update from a particular news need perspective. And that's what we did in the Triple N project. We worked together with three media companies, one in the Netherlands, one in Belgium, and one in Indonesia. And uh, we got some really, really interesting results working with those uh, teams for over half a year. Nice. Can you share some of those findings just for our listeners, some of the brief findings if you can? Well, first of all, what we found, what we did is we uh, we did a zero measure. So we tried to figure out, are they using the user need model in any sense? And if so, what are the, the way the stories are being distributed and how's the division of the, the various user needs and what's the effect it, it has? And not surprisingly, uh, this is the exact same thing as the BBC found out years before. Many, many newsrooms and all three that we um, analyzed also overproduced on update me articles so that's just the regular news article the who what when where how kind of information but that is not servicing the demands of the audience in almost all cases people want different things from the news right they want to be inspired or they want to learn something or they want to understand what news actually means to them in their daily lives and those are user needs that are much more effective if you look at engagement loyalty returning visitors all sorts of metrics like that and that's like the main thing that we found is that first of all newsrooms appear to overproduce update me articles secondly the mix of user needs is often misaligned and thirdly um, once they actually start mixing the user needs in a much more effective way all the gain comes back at them if you look at reach or engagement or loyalty and stuff like that so that's what we found in um, triple m that's like a like a very very short summary of uh, <laughs> of the report that we created I mean, it's been extensively chronicled, like it's been extensively covered as well on your blog, and I encourage everyone to, li- to look at it as well. The 100%, uh, yeah, you've covered it very in-depth. Um, I guess just some things within that, I think the insights are, the actions and the insights are clear, but maybe one of the conflicting or challenging things that come about is that naturally you can see, you know, if people are skewed more to more towards search or maybe like social, like you said, some of those updates like it is some of the other data points dictate that publishers should be publishing more of those things and as a result they're sort of inclined and going to that cycle how do you close the bridge between your findings of the audience needs and what sort of that data is being given to us 
Yeah, that, that's of course a very good question. Uh, the only thing that I could actually say uh, on this question is that what we've learned from all the journalists that we've worked with very closely, because we've trained them, we had the opportunity to really dive into their daily jobs, right? The way they produce stories. We could yeah. give them feedback on uh, the impact uh, the user needs uh, stories uh, brought them. So the only thing that we, we have as a, as a solid case is that all these journalists, um, as they're quoted, or in the, in the white paper as well. They enjoyed working with the user need approach and they learned to actually look at new stories in a total different way. And they start to question themselves. Okay, so maybe the update me article is something that we have to bring either way. But if we have to create, you know, if we want to stay longer with this topic or I want to stay longer with this particular story, then the user needs come in really handy and we can look at different perspectives. Uh, to bring much more relevant news to our audiences. And secondly, they understand that if it is really hard to bring user need articles besides update me, then maybe the topic is not all that interesting uh, to put lots of effort in. So it's, it's both ways, I guess. I think to that point, do they consider them like using natural language generation for those type of updates? Because I know there's more bigger publishers, but from the case studies that I know, especially in the US where like sports recaps or weather updates are, are very much generated from NLG or like from just many other AI sort of language models. Yeah, I think that, that is something that is happening. And I, I know uh, this is also the, the, the case in, in Europe that many of these update the articles can maybe uh, be created automatically, right? Because that's probably um, what you're asking. And then maybe there will be more time for newsrooms and journalists in particular to put more effort in, in really relevant uh, articles. And maybe, uh, like today, we spoke to one of the biggest publishers in the Netherlands. They are con considering to have the Update Me articles for free and put all the user-related articles, which dive much more deeper into specific topics or whatever, uh, put that behind uh, the paywall or use it for conversion uh, reasons or subscription uh, reasons. Uh, you see many uh, movements going on in the market uh, based on that. No, I think that's really important. Sometimes, you know, there's how much of that content you put behind the paywall is depending on each of the strategies. So it's, it's interesting what, what you said. With this study as well, I think we didn't delineate, but is there the difference between different platforms that produce better results? Like, is it coming from a specific smart device versus a mobile news notification that brought better results? Or yeah, what kind of considerations did you put in your study for that? We asked a Dutch uh, regional broadcaster, we had a commercial newspaper who brings in lots of uh, deep dive journalism from Belgium, and we had a millennial and Gen Z uh, supporting target group uh, newspaper in Indonesia, it's called IDM Times. Mm -hmm. And you saw uh, some really interesting uh, results on that. For example, the way they use the user needs. So the traditional news organization in the Netherlands overproduced Update Me articles by far. The Gen Z and millennial news organization, who is mobile driven and social driven, yeah. uh, create much more divert me and inspire me stories. And they brings in um, much more engagement and traffic to them, which is something that you find in all sorts of literature uh, that young people aren't really interested in, in factual news at all. And so uh, what we found out is more of a proof that the user need approach for different target groups can differ a lot. Interesting. Anything in terms of smart devices or smart speakers 
as well or literally like was no. on social no uh, we didn't really have the time to be honest uh, i mean it, it took us uh, a lot of time to to actually create an algorithm that was able to recognize user needs which was like a really tough one uh, to do because we had to combine all sorts of data sources and components and have a, a self-learning method to train the algorithm so that took us a lot of time so we we focused in the first place on traditional output and learned and used that over a thousand URLs for every single uh, brand to actually train the algorithm. And then based on the results, we tried to give them in a growth hack some real specific directions on creating various stories in various user needs and analyze the effects on that. And so we didn't really focus that much on different channels and we didn't focus on AI-driven things or speakers or that or platforms like that. But we really enjoyed doing this and the results are really, really interesting. And so uh, we're always in, on the outlook for new uh, clients to join in and maybe there will be a 2.0 uh, user needs uh, survey where we can maybe use these uh, insights. No, absolutely. There's definitely a lot more in this space that needs to be uncovered. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. in, in following that thread, I have a two-part question to this. It's more about publishers or yeah, how you are finding publishers are trying to delve more into these type of projects themselves. Do you see that like, uh, sometimes publishers are looking for that user need model um, in a different way? What advice would you give them if they were going to start their own project like this to best uncover the insights? Is it like, like you said, you went through and developed the algorithm, collected the data and, and just sort of build the capabilities to do that? Or yeah, would you advise them again doing that? If so, or if not, like how important is it to partner with other people within the industry to be able to do that more effectively? Mm -hmm. First of all, try to figure out, try to learn more about the different user needs and look, it's in the, in the white paper as well, but look at different user needs because the BBC defined six, but we found uh, one, like a seventh uh, version within uh, the Dutch broadcaster, but Wall Street Journal, Vogue, uh, the Turkish uh, national radio and television brand uh, also discovered their own and there are multiple user needs uh, out there. So it's interesting to dive a little bit more into already described uh, user needs. And then secondly, try to figure out what fits your brand best, right? So what do you want from your audience and what user need fits best with that desire? Because if you want to, you know, if you're really into um, uh, long form journalism, then give me perspective or educate me articles are probably more uh, of a good way to go than the inspire me or divert me uh, user needs. So it really depends on what your business goal is and who you're targeting. And then I guess my third uh, suggestion would be to try and analyze what your output looks like and if you can actually categorize them in various user needs and see if you can collect the right data to understand what scores best and why and is this topic related or is it channel related uh, or is it you know just a, is it author related this can also be the case of course and then learn from that and start building on those uh, pieces of information and find out how your best user need mix will uh, will work i guess that would be my shortcut advice to everyone who's new to the, the user needs i think that's fundamental advice is there a way you can clearly determine the sort of payoff or the ROI of, of doing this? Or, or is it just simply, you know, once you have that data there, then you can sort of 
determine from there how to make the most of it. The, the main thing I'm trying to say is like, there, there might be publishers that might be hesitant to start these type of projects because it might be due to resourcing constrictions or, you know, whatever might be other restrictions. So just wondering how you can most effectively do it. That's, a, of course, a very uh, legit question. The ROI is something that we've discussed with, for example, the, the commercial-driven newspaper. And what we know is, for them uh, at least, is that there is a strong relationship between user needs and topics. And what we can also define within SmartOcto, because we have also conversion-related notifications, for example, we know what stories convert best. So if we know that a particular author writes for particular sections or topics, and we know that particular user needs score best within that section or within that topic, we can actually combine those uh, data points and give uh, in real time advice on, okay, for your section sport, uh, user need divert me is the best way to go if you want to convert to new online subscribers, for example. So yeah, we do have that information and it helps to to bring the ROI up, right? Because yeah, that's what it's all about, I guess. Yeah, and more as well, the buy-in as well to continue to invest in technology and, and just these type of studies as well, I think 100%. Rutka, just taking a, sort of a hundred, like a top level viewpoint, like what are you seeing in general with type of feedback uh, your clients are telling you about some of the data points that they're seeing, particularly in terms of user needs or just in general, like obviously, you know, we've been in COVID for a couple of years now. There was a period where there was the Trump bump, you know, there's like, depending on what, what region you are, there's been sort of traffic bump waves and just different user needs that have happened. What are you holistically seeing from your end with, with your clients as well? What happens more and more is that data is everywhere, right? So there is not a question if data is necessary in the newsroom. So everybody understands that, that data-informed decision-making is the new way to go. And it's really interesting to see what kind of data is relevant to your business model and what is relevant data to your target group and how can you actually combine that and how can you visualize that in order to create you know, the best possible storytelling strategy. And what we see within all our clients is that we try to help them to become more intelligent or more smart on all these uh, business objectives. And one of the things that we're now developing is called uh, Smartify. We actually create a, a notification layer on all the data points that publishers already collect. And this can also go for topics, right? Or this can go for channel or for target group, like I said. And we can actually tell them more and more precisely, this is a golden article, brings in lots of loyal audiences. Uh, loyal audiences will um, finally bring in more subscriptions. So you better, you know, continue servicing these kinds of articles to these sorts of target groups and audiences. So we see that the data is being transformed into useful bits and pieces, visualized in a super simple and effective way. And then with our notifications brought to you on mobile, Slack, WhatsApp, Wunderlist, Mail, whatever, whatever inbox you prefer, we can actually help them in real time to become more efficient and more precise and more relevant to their audiences. And that's like an overall trend you see in uh, the market even if they don't work with SmartOcto, unfortunately. Is that, are you saying that it's becoming more mainstream now because that technology is available? And is that as well across like SME publishers or are you, are you seeing it's more between 
more larger legacy publishers that's a, that's a good question of course this this goes as much for uh, for the large publishing companies who have all these data lakes uh, within their own company right if they're smaller um, they reach out to us as well and with more simple if they connect to Google Analytics which is uh, in most cases still uh, free we can also help them and give them an, uh, a notification layer which will bring in tips that will help them uh, become more effective so it doesn't really have to be your own total data data lake with like multiple data scientists and what have you, it can also uh, service much smaller publishers. And we see that trend happening in, in the market as well. It's not so much the question, you know, if you need data, it's much more the question, uh, like how do you structure data and how do you translate data into something useful? And people are pretty fed up, I guess, with just presenting dashboards because it doesn't really tell them what are you going to do with a graph that shows you the way an, an article is growing or, or dying. People want to know what to do. And uh, that is a trend we see across the total market. And with the disappearance of the third-party cookie, we also see that this is going to hit the content marketing uh, industry as well because they will have to um, pay much more attention into uh, optimizing their own uh, content strategy because they cannot rely on um, collecting the data from these third-party cookies right so they have to figure out uh, how to increase and optimize their own content strategy on their own uh, channels in order to make a relevant connection with their audience so yeah we see that the market is shifting in that direction i appreciate the insights i think it was great to see how you brought everything together well, what were your overall thoughts about like you triggered something that I, that I noticed as well like google analytics is also pushing a lot of those recommendations as well with some of the data like they you know there's been recently google search console insights where you can integrate that with your analytics and they give you insights of your best performing content and stuff in a more automated way and then there's also google analytics with their own sort of ai lack of word ai or some sort of insight panel on the right hand side what are your thoughts about that and why do you think that that's still not progressing as quick enough because it still seems a little bit fundamental but they, they it seems like they're also doing some things in that area as well they bring something else to the stage right so first of all we don't consider them a competitor in any way more strongly we use their data right and that's what they want that we do as well so we use their data knowledge in order to make uh, our system more intelligent and to help newsrooms uh, on story level. And I guess that's where the difference is. Google is not interested in, in helping single publishers or single journalists or even giving true insights on a single story because that's way too complex for them because they, you know, they have to service the whole world where we can really decide to service particular uh, newsrooms or journalists or, or stories for that matter. So there's a total difference. And I think it goes alongside, right? They develop stuff and we use the information that is available to become uh, more helpful for journalists in the digital space. Thank you for that. Lutka, I guess looking ahead, what's your plans for the remainder of this year? Is it still the continuation of the news needs uh, notification project, like uh, different other aspects of that? Or yeah, what's your overall plans and what do you see ahead for the next year as, as we are seeing the end of third party cookies happening in particular? 
Well, if it goes for the user need, what we see is that, you know, we want to train the algorithm more. We want to understand more about topics, channels, timing, and help uh, newsrooms even better to, um, to incorporate the user need method. So we're always on the lookout for new clients and publishers to, um, to join us uh, for the next, the next level user needs. We can learn a lot more about content components that belong to particular user needs or neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, all sorts of stuff, all AI-related stuff, everything. There is a lot to gain for user needs, so we're open to explore that with uh, clients. As far as Smart Octo goes, we're always moving forward to uh, keep up the promise of being the most actionable content intelligence system in the world. And the, the latest thing that we're developing right now is called Smartify where we use existing data sources and then you know bring our intelligence based on that data so we could even hook up and with competitor data and then still have our notification layer brought to you based on the data the competitor is, is analyzing and thirdly and that's maybe the most smashing thing uh, that we're now developing uh, is called summary where we will create a, a weekly or a daily or an hourly to-do list for a journalist or for maybe a team of journalists within uh, an organization that will tell you exactly uh, what to do based on multiple uh, data points so it will say you know this story should go on top of your newsletter this one you should uh, do an a-B test on the headline uh, in order to bring in more loyal readers. This one should be, be placed behind the paywall because it's really great for conversion purposes. And uh, this one should get a, um, an update uh, from a particular user need perspective, for example. And to have like this remember the milk list on, like I said, maybe even an hourly basis, that is something publishers and journalists in, in particular are really, really looking forward to. We, we did some webinars on, on, on the topic and, and they were overcrowded and uh, they were all asking us, uh, when are you going to have it and can we test it? We're building that right now with some of our other clients. They weren't in the user need uh, project, but other, other clients. Yeah. And that looks really, really promising. And I truly believe that is the new way to go within um, data informed uh, journalism. So it's not so much dashboards and graphs and what have you not, but it's much more a simple do this, do that in order to uh, gain this or reach that. No, that's awesome. Yeah, well, I agree with you with the dashboards as well. Like it's becoming less important from our end as well. Any plans for expansion outside of Europe or just the focus still being on Europe? Well, we do actually operate already outside of Europe. We are in Asia, China and Indonesia. We are growing in um, South America. So we do have some Argentinian and Brazilian clients and we have our first client in the United States. So we're also trying to um, move into that market as well. But it, it has been tough, of course because of corona and traveling it wasn't really possible in the last uh, year and a half mm -hmm. and sometimes it helps to you know go to a newsroom meet the journalists and the people to understand the business even better yeah we're uh, definitely want to expand our uh, field of interest and uh, move up to uh, different areas of, uh, of the world definitely looking forward to see what you guys are doing continue to monitor what you guys are doing in the space um, any final words or advice to any of the journalists or publishers on how to best leverage content intelligence well, my last suggestion would be write something you would 
uh, yourself want to read. <laughs> and because maybe that's, you know, outside data, outside user needs, outside anything, your own personal uh, feeling, if, it, if it's an interesting article, is probably your first and your most important way of testing that you're doing something relevant. And enjoy doing it, right? Because it's uh, the most beautiful job in the world to be able to, to tell stories that will touch people who read it. So uh, that's something to, uh, to cherish. With that, thank you for joining us, Rutka. I really appreciate it. Yes, well, it was really nice uh, that I uh, was able to be in the show. So thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the State of Digital Publishing podcast. Listen to past and upcoming episodes across all major podcast networks. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and join our community groups. Finally, visit stateofdigitalpublishing.com for premium information, resources, and become a member today. Until next time.